Hello, Behind the Service podcast listeners. It's me, John Ballou, and I am back with a, another episode of the Caregivers Coaching Corner. It's always such a pleasure to spend some time with you talking about things that are super important to all of us and that can really help and or make a difference in you and ultimately your role as a caregiver, taking care of yourself and investing in yourself and doing all the things or as many of the things as you are able to ensure that you have the energy to continue this role that is so important to you and to all of us is really what it's all about. And so this is the second episode in a series that I am doing on energy influencers. And so last week I talked a little bit about what the influencers are and we talked about environmental influencers. So influencers are really any factors that can work for or against you, in this case, in terms of your well-being. And so this week, we're going to be talking about physical influencers. And physical influencers really involve the awareness that you have about what your body is telling you and how proactive you are in taking care of your physical self. These influencers really create physical well-being. And we all know that when you are feeling physically strong, physically active, you really have the best chance of experiencing the energy you need to complete all of the things that are important to you. When your body's not able to function optimally or in the manner to which you might be used to, then your energy is going to be depleted. And so we're going to spend our time today really just expanding your awareness around the physical influences on your energy. And more than likely, none of them are new to you. But let's start with just your health in general. So health really isn't something that you should be working at or doing, if you will. It's really an essential part of your being and your journey in life. One way that you can view health is to see it as total functionality. So the ability to function the best you can for your desired individual experiences. So again, when you aren't feeling at your best physically, you're really just not likely to be at your best energetically either. And so it's important to understand that this means at your best in this moment, given whatever you are experiencing, instead of, you know, comparing yourself to maybe how you were five years ago, or comparing yourself to someone else. It's really just understanding what your best is in this moment. And I think that that's super important to remind ourselves of. An exercise that might be worth considering spending a few times on are to list some characteristics of 
healthy, vibrant people that you admire. And then next to each item, rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, one being not at all, 10 to being completely as to how close you embody that characteristic. And then consider what is stopping you from rating yourself a 10 on all of those characteristics. And then finally, what is your plan to move up a notch just a little bit on each item and create a healthier lifestyle? You know, one of the things that no matter what I'm working with clients on or what I'm talking about in terms of living a whole and joyful life, which is really my focus with the joyful life with Jennifer, is to create small, sustainable changes, small, sustainable habits, if you will, or changes that will ultimately lead to big amazing results. And so that's why I mentioned just what it would take to move yourself up a notch on each item. I also want to mention, it seems like health and wellness have really become overused terms and oftentimes limit people instead of inspiring them. You know, well-being is not only based on physical health, although that's, I'm talking about physical influencers today and everything will obviously be related to physical. I do just want to take a moment to mention that being healthy or living well is not limited only to your physical health. So just wanted to put that plug in there. Let's talk about sleep. Sleep or adequate sleep, if you will, quality sleep is so essential to your well-being. When you don't get enough sleep, not only does your physical body get affected, but also your mental tasks are affected. Things like slower reaction time or sustained attention decreases, um, your memory can even be impaired. And just as getting too little sleep can negatively affect your energy, Increasing the amount that you get can increase your energy and how you feel. And so with this in mind, I think it's really important to find the optimal amount of sleep for you and ways that you can create that amount of sleep in your life. So, you know, typically the experts will say most people need between seven and nine hours of sleep a night, but do you really know what you need optimally, how much sleep you need optimally. So another just suggestion of something that you can do if you're interested in really figuring out what your optimal amount of sleep time is, is maybe keep a sleep log or there's also so many devices right now that will track your sleep for you, but really just kind of don't change anything and track your sleep for a month. And then keep track of things that might be disturbing your sleep, as well as any factors that might seem to help you fall asleep or stay asleep at night. Light might be a factor, noise levels, the time you go to sleep. 
um, activities that you might do before you go to sleep. And then each day, just kind of keep track of how you feel overall, the energy that you have that's available to accomplish your goals. At the end of the month, take a look at this data that you've collected, analyze what's happening with your sleep, and then make some small changes based on that information. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition and hydration. This is a really big area. I'm not going to spend a ton of time here. As a matter of fact, I think a, a little birdie told me that Behind the Service podcast might have a nutrition series coming up in the near future. Um, so that's going to be super awesome from an expert. But For this case, for physical influencers, just knowing that food is energy for your body and fueling your body with nutritious food really ensures that you have the physical stamina you need to get through your day. That being said, food and nutrition do mean different things to different people. Some people think food is love. Some people think food is entertainment. Some equate food with comfort. People might eat when they're sad or when they're happy. So it's really important to really be honest with yourself about what food means to you. So just consider that. What does food mean to you? And then when are you most likely to make food choices that don't support you? That's a really important question to ask yourself. Being aware of triggers that might lead to bad nutritional choices can be really important. Creating the best physical state for maximizing your energy requires that you take a good look at the choices you make about what you eat and then connect those choices with the outcome that you really want. And so the more that you choose food and drink, let's we're including what you drink into this category. The more you choose food and drink that fuel your body wisely, the healthier you'll be and the more energy that you'll have available. So really getting clear on your body signals, maybe even journaling about your eating habits for a few weeks to a month, being aware of how the timing of meals and snacks might affect your energy. And then just things, again, I know you've heard it before, but sometimes we have to hear things quite a few times before we really decide to take them seriously. But things like drinking enough water or considering the impact of drinking alcohol or sugary beverages has on your body, being in the moment, savoring the experience of eating can be really beneficial. So not being distracted by the TV or your phone, all of these things are part of your, the nutrition and hydration, which is part of your physical influencers. Let's move on and talk about breathing. This is another area I'm not going to spend a ton of time on, but most of us are not aware of how we breathe. 
although it can have such a profound effect on our energy and our stress levels. Learning to control your breathing helps to reduce stress and to increase your energy and focus in the moment. I did a breath series last month. This is November. So um, around September, October timeframe, I did a breath series. If you didn't have a chance to check that out, I would love for you to go back and listen to a few of those episodes. I walk you through some different breath practices, when they might be beneficial for you, and really just spend a short amount of time on kind of navigating or helping you navigate some different ways to focus on your breath. Let's talk about exercise. All of us, all humans benefit from a higher level of fitness. And fitness has many different components. And the ones that are most important to you will probably depend on your current level of of fitness and the activities that you choose. One thing that I personally think is super important when it comes to exercise is to doing something that you enjoy, especially if you are starting out with exercise or maybe you're trying to get back in shape, if you will. Doing things that you enjoy are super important because you're more likely to do those things. So for example, I'm a yoga teacher. I would absolutely love for each and every one of you to practice yoga with me. But you know what? If yoga is not your thing, no offense taken, let's figure out something that is your thing and that you enjoy doing. So think about like, as I'm talking about exercise, what are your initial thoughts on your ideal physical activity regimen? And then what's missing from your current exercise regimen? Like maybe you're not exercising at all, so it's just completely missing, but maybe you are a runner and when you do exercise, you run every single time. So it might be worth considering what might be missing from your current exercise regimen. And then finally, what would you hope and expect your body to be able to do? And so knowing what your ideal regimen is and actually doing it could be two very different things. So Consider what is your attitude towards physical activity and getting your body in the best shape that it can be in or that you want it to be in. Which of these four statements um, sounds most like you? I won't exercise. It's boring. I have other things to do. I don't know how. It takes too much effort. I'm too fat. So that all falls under I won't exercise. The second one is I have to exercise. Maybe my doctor told me I have to, my family's putting pressure on me to do it. But the thought is I have to exercise. The third thought is I need to exercise. So if I don't exercise, I won't be able to or continue to keep my company's insurance. Maybe I'm afraid I won't be able to keep up with my children. I won't be able to stay in shape, but the bottom line is I need to exercise. And then 
The fourth one is I choose to exercise. I feel good when I do. It's important to me to be at the a particular level of fitness. I have more energy to do other things when I exercise, but I choose to exercise. So the first three that I mentioned are all catabolic energy. And if you've been with me since I started this caregivers coaching corner, you'll remember that catabolic energy is, it's draining. Um, Anabolic energy, which is more growth oriented, is the only, the last statement I choose to exercise is the only one that's anabolic because it's coming from a place of true choice. And so the idea here is to mentally shift your perspective towards exercise because you want to, but not because you need or you have to. So let's just tie this up. Um, I always feel like I just don't have enough time because I really try to keep these episodes like 10 to 15 minutes. And I am looking at my timer. I'm already at 17 minutes. So if you're still with me, thank you so much. But let's tie this up and ask yourself what beliefs you have that hold you back from being completely engage in maintaining or improving your physical well-being? And then how have those beliefs held you back? Finally, what could you accomplish without those beliefs? Which one or which ones are the most important to immediately change in order to increase your energy or your level of well-being? So that is the physical influencer. If you have any questions, you want me to take some time in a future episode talking a little bit more about one of the particular topics that I spoke on, whatever the case may be, please reach out. Something else I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention last week is we're still doing our 30-day gratitude challenge. We're about halfway through, um, but it's not too late to join us. Gosh, I've been getting such positive feedback on this gratitude challenge that is really just simply identifying three good things that happen to you or that are around you or that are a part of your life every day. Some listeners are sharing it on social media. We have a graphic to support that. Others are sharing it with their family around the dinner table. But what a great practice to make a part of our lives during the month of Thanksgiving when Thanksgiving is coming, um, but then maybe even realizing how amazing this simple practice is and just continuing it as a part of your daily routine. As always, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you soon. Take care.